On 11-16, SEM, the Four Diegos. Trying to track the run of Brandan. This is good. And now the shot from distance. This is very good. First goal for Melbourne City. Right on cue, Fernando Brandan breaks through and he runs, leaps over the advertising hoarding and in front of the very small handful of travelling Melbourne City fans, he says, how do you like that one? It's Melbourne City 1, Sydney FC 0. Now Zullo cuts onto his right. Nikovic trying to thread through ball. Was there a shirt grab in the penalty area? No. Jakobsen's being talked to. It's a penalty. Wow. What a decision. He's squirting the ledger, I think, too. I think he's squirting the ledger. Sydney FC down to 10 men, trying to draw level from the penalty spot. Into the last 10 minutes we go. Bobo looks focused. Body language giving nothing away as he runs up and lashes it into the back of the net with a little touch on the way from Bazanis. He went midway up to Bazanis' right, and even though the fingertips got a touch on the ball, Bobo brings Sydney FC level. G'day everyone and welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle. Well done there to the SEN call team, Teo Pelletzeri and Grant Brebner, another great call guys. And uh, Brett Thomas uh, managing the night tonight here on SEN uh, with, the, with the horse racing, of course, our, our wonderful... Uh, operations team, if you like. That's what we call them here in the control room, doing a fantastic job as well. Vinny Venezuela, welcome to you. Good evening, Rodrigo. Hello, listeners. It's good to see you. Warren, looking a little <laughs> bit uh, flat. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, good to see you. And Carlos Alberto Diego, you're in the house as well. Hey, Rodrigo, I'm declaring there's angst in the room. There is a little bit. Just got, it Just got it then, you know, by almost a half voice. Absolutely. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Would love to hear your calls. No, hey, we t- wouldn't. Tonight's show, tonight's show <laughs> is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. Our wonderful partners. And tonight's game, of course, Sydney FC and Melbourne City played out a one-all draw. Fernando Brandon scored a beautiful goal in the thirty-first minute, and Bobo scored a contentious penalty in the 81st minute at ANZ Stadium clear. in front of clear a crowd cut. of, um, I don't know yet, because uh, I didn't see the crowd figure, so that's mm. uh, unfortunate, but we'll try and get that to you. Or if you know the crowd, 0433 98 Didn't Sydney usually tells us he about does. the crowd? So he counts them. Give us a ring. Uh, of course, it was played in the cavernous <laughs> it was. Uh, Olympic Park over there. Yeah, at ANZ Stadium yeah. there. So they could have had 40,000 in there, you wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't think so, Carlos. It's like Not... the Mother Canard, the old Mother Canard, where they, I think the world record crowd was 201,000 right. in a 19. 19- 50 Who counted that? 1950 World Cup, I think. How'd they count that? The 201,000. A, a really good guesstimate. Very hey, 9429-1116, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you, Vinnie Venezuela. No. What is the hotline tonight? Well, you know, we were juggling. We were juggling uh, the handful of shirt hotline, <laughs> Rodrigo. The handful of shirt. Contentious. We were going to call it the squaring the ledger hotline. Yeah, that's, that's what Grant Bredner said. Grant Bredner called it. I, Quite like that too, but we're going to go with the handful of shirt or well, the good for the game hotline. But let's go handful of shirt right, hotline. No worries. Zero I think the game was a winner hotline. Myself. Oh my <laughs> Just make up your own hotline name. Give us a ring and tell us what. If you If I hear that game was a winner, rubbish. <laughs> I don't know what I'll Look, do tonight. I'm going to put an end to this angst Gee, and stuff. I, I did a big quick Google because cool. I knew what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Warren's going to be really upset with uh, the referee because he gave. I don't actually believes, like anyone with a hyphenated what, what he name. He believes, <laughs> the, and the referee's name is Warren. 
Chris Griffiths Jones. Yeah, okay. He's got a hyphen in there. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, I'm, this is going to be a whole show about this penalty that was given. Oh. Against, no, it's not. It is because that's what you've got to cling on to. You out in the green I room Googled, said it wasn't a penalty. I Googled just so we can get some facts and some evidence and some data here. Data. Oh, data. You know, we know you love FIFA, data. FIFA. Yeah, FIFA. For the Good of the Game website, Ooh. Law 12, Fouls and Misconduct, Part 1. Pulling the shirt is a free kick. Pulling the shirt. Tu- what about touching the shirt? No, tugging. Touching. Well, let's, let's get a proper description here because <laughs> it wasn't quite a pull and it wasn't a tug. He tried, but he didn't get it. He well, didn't quite get it. Maybe that's – listeners, give us a call and just give us a description because <laughs> it's not a tug or a pull. It's, it's sort of a little bit of a, a swipe of the shirt. Yes. Hard, yeah. Oh, it just – you know what? You can't get angry, Warren. The uh, rule is a rubbish. Rule. I can't get angry. Look on on the Twitter, Zenko. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you pull the shirt, you'll yeah, always yeah, get done. Yeah. A, a very bags common for sense, common sense guy. And that forty A goes on Twitter. A battery well, bags for victory. You can't say that just because someone says gives you well, logic. Anyone with two eyes, a calm head. Mind knows it wasn't a penalty. <laughs> so we're of, Grant, co- of course Bredner, talking about Jakobsen. Yeah. Uh, Kind of almost the ice bobo, yeah, on 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 bobo, yeah. um, in, the, in bobo. the penalty box, of course, and it was at the eighty first minute, and, yeah. and City City were kind of cruising there yeah. with, and Sydney had ten men, um, with Josh Briante being sent off in the seventy third minute. But Warren Grant uh, Berman put it well. He's in the Uber from the game right now. He said it well. He didn't over. He, he didn't over talk he it. He simply he said cross right now. He simply said no. That's what he did, and you know what. There has never – it was Martin Tyler-like. He didn't overcall. He didn't over-describe. He simply used a single word to describe what the decision should have been, and that's simply no. So you're happy with that call because it's – even though he's a victory man. No, that, that's fine. That, that means he's fair and balanced, though, Vinny yeah, that's I know, I know Graham Fred is fair and balanced, but it's Warren, tell you, Warren I've I've come all over the shop, I've given Rodrigo. you what FIFA says about this, it. Law 12, Fouls and Misconduct Part 1, Fouls Category. Uh, Chris Griffiths-Jones was on that side. He was no more than 10 metres away. He was the closest man in the world. He thought about it, though, Carlos, he did, didn't he? That, that's even more so. He was pensive about it. He was. He thought about it. <laughs> And he gave it. It's not like he gave it on top of his head. He saw it. There was a tug, pull, call, whatever, little grab. Give it, no. give it immediately. Yeah. There is the <laughs> fault in your argument. <laughs> you don't even know what it was. A, a tug, a pull, and I'm very careful I've, I've with got that limited, word. I've got a lim- limited vocab. That's why. Our listeners out there will, will know a word for this. Oh, 942, 911, yes. 16. Was it a pull? Do you think he... <laughs> no, no, of, of the shirt. 9429... <laughs> 11-16. What do you think? Was it a penalty? Yeah. Um, what did you think about the game? Now, guys, let, let's get into some... Can I play suggest? on. It was a caress of the shirt. Oh, okay. A caress. A caress. Is that a penalty, a caress? It was, it was a first date caress. It was one of your first dates, Warren. Where you're having, so, a, go, you're having, a, you're having a crack at it, but nothing... See, the thing happened. is, when Bobo's got his hand in the guy's face... I feel it, it does cancel out a little bit of the any hand, any sort of caress of shirt that happens. What, because he was blinded? Oh, it, was, it was a provoked caress. Yeah, and, I don't you know. know what I mean? Just yeah. off the SMS here from Marie. Hi, guys. I so want to slap Fernando smug. He's so <laughs> immature. Sydney are a disgrace. They should have ended the game with eight men. Open your eyes, ref Joe from Kielba. 
there you go. Um, 94291116. We'd love to hear from you tonight. It is your show. It is the final whistle. And uh, it's, what was it, Vinny? The tug of the shirt hotline? Handful of shirt Handful hotline. Handful of shirt hotline. Jeez, we came up with that just uh, just during the horse racing then, just before <laughs> the show. But no, Nathan in East Keelors, call us. G'day, Nathan. What do you think about the decision? Welcome to the final whistle. G'day, lads. How are you going? Yeah, very well. That's the way. Another uh, Friday night and another <laughs> night of passion. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they, um, that uh, tug pool could be called the Brundan. <laughs> the Brundan, yes. Let's give, it a, let's give it a an iconic name or a name just for that pool, yep. Good one. So what did you think, though? Uh, on balance, do you think, uh, <laughs> shall I can ask this question, do you think it was a fair result tonight, uh, Nathan? Yeah, no, I think um, both teams had chances, but I think it's more, more so about the type of player the A-League's attracting now. That's, uh, you know, stimulating uh, these South American players who are a bit more skillful, but know also how to uh, try and con the refs as well. So different type of player from what we've seen sort of five years ago to go back. Um, the, the marquee or international players, if you like, um, and, and how they try and manipulate the rules. That's a great point there, Nathan. But I was thinking more of the quality that was on the pitch tonight. For the first time in my memory, there was not one soft player on the pitch in an A-League game. Mm. Every one of those players uh, were winners. Even uh, young Tongik, who came on, Ruan, or when I met him a few weeks ago, Ron. In the town hall. Town hall. town hall meeting, yes. <laughs> uh, in Bandura. That's a Bandura town hall meeting. Uh, everyone was quality on that pitch, and everyone battled it out. Everyone was combative, and there's no soft players on that pitch, and I just loved it. And it sort of ebbed and flowed a little bit, and at the point where even when Sydney had 10 men, uh, they were really, uh, well, they got the goal, the equalising goal while they were at 10 men, and they, you certainly wouldn't have known it that they were one man short towards the end of that game. The, the only thing soft was uh, um, Ken Terrace's uh, reaction when he gets subbed off, like Ronaldo's leaving the pitch. He thinks a lot of himself, I think. Hey, Nathan, can I ask you this? Are you calling it the Brandan because you're saying that Brandan milks it a bit? Is that why? <laughs> oh, does he? I'm just asking. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying absolutely. to be neutral. Otherwise, I'll be accused of uh, yeah. victory bias. Absolutely. I can't have that. Yeah, I'm a victory supporter as well, but he does absolutely. I just wanted to clear that up. Thank you for that. There you go. Thanks for your call there, Nathan. Really appreciate it. Uh, Warren Diego, come on. Let, let's. So this this was billed as a six-pointer going into this game, obviously. It still um, is a six-pointer. Do you think... Well, it kind of yeah, it balanced is. itself yeah, out, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, well, it was a one-pointer, really, well, in the end. Look, I thought the question was directed to me, no, Carlos. I haven't answered it. <laughs> do you think, though... Now, now forget your, your angst and your sorrow and your disappointment here. Do you think the game lived up to the billing of you know oh, the six-pointer? It was a bit cagey. I mean, I struggled to watch the first half because I was in, I was, yeah. But look, I think the one thing for me as a person who leans towards Melbourne City is that Melbourne City can handle Sydney FC. It doesn't matter. They can play it on the moon. They can play it in Sydney. They can play it in Melbourne. I think over the journey, we look at the table now and we say Sydney is six points clear. Is that an accurate reflection of where the season is? Well, at this point it is. But long term, I'm not just putting Melbourne City in this. I'm putting um, other teams. I think Melbourne victory over the journey will get to the point where they can challenge Sydney FC. So that's what I get out of the game, that Melbourne City can go to a place like that. The only disappointment for me is they've now gone to Sydney twice in the last couple of weeks and led both times and not been able to get a result, which would be disappointing. But... Melbourne, F's, Melbourne City are absolutely in the hunt for the title. Right. And uh, 
genuinely good enough to beat any team they play but against. But it can go the other way too because there's only a goal. Well, in the in the final, the FFA Cup final, there was a goal in it. Yeah, yeah. And there was absolutely. nothing in it tonight too. So it can go the other way That's too. That's how close it is. Sydney are a lot better than I thought they were. Really, the last three or four weeks, I've had a close look at them. I know they've been leading and they've, you know, they've been undefeated so far and all those sort of things. But I thought early on, they were almost getting results because the opposition was pretty poor or not good on the day. But they have, they really are showing some resilience. And at the times in the first half tonight, they were forcing turnovers for Melbourne City in really bad areas for them. And uh, Ryan Grant was getting in behind Josh Rose a few times. And with a bit of luck, they could have been a couple up themselves in that first 20 minutes or so. But during that period, interestingly, apparently City in that first 20 minutes where I thought they were being outplayed, uh, they had 62% of possession of the ball. And uh, and Sydney uh, were obviously more direct with what they were doing. But, uh, uh, you know, look, I, I I just, I find it compelling now having these, uh, these teams with these type of players, uh, these imports coming through and the better coach and the tactics around them, I, found, I find these games more compelling than I used to. Interesting game tonight, it certainly was. Uh, let's go to Bob in Baldwin on 9429-1116. Give us a call tonight. Uh, g'day, Bob, and welcome to the final whistle. Boys, good evening. How are we? Yeah, we're well. How are you tonight in Baldwin? Very good, very good. I've uh, been into Stoke this week, uh, visiting family in Sydney. Okay. And um, hearing strong, uh, strong interest and strong um, feedback that there'll be a second team in Adelaide and a second team, third team in Sydney. So obviously that's who they're talking about. Yeah, Bob. You know we're talking about expansion right now. Uh, the FFA are at pains to suggest that um, that they've just got the criteria out. Anyone who they've met so far is really just through, you know, courtesy meet them, uh, answer any of their questions, but they're giving no indication. And what I've been saying for a long, long time, especially in my town hall meetings, <laughs> I've been saying a lot about this whole thing about broadcasters having a say. And yes. in the last 24 hours, articles both in the Herald Sun and The Age are now confirming that the broadcasters will have a say here. That's why, you know, I, I think it's a no-brainer there will be a team in Sydney. No-brainer. I'd be disappointed if the other team wasn't from Melbourne because that's where the market is. Now, what team that will be, I'm not sure. We've got uh, Brian Cook coming out uh, in the last 24 hours or so saying, well, intimating that the uh, Geelong consortium it probably wouldn't be workable there, but maybe he's just playing it down. Who knows? FFA, there's talk of them wanting a team in Geelong. So, uh, look, I don't know about the Adelaide one. I think Adelaide would be a good one down the track, especially the second team in Perth would be a good one too. I think you'd get really great derbies there. But I think the first two have got to be Melbourne and Sydney, especially if the broadcasters want some say. If the broadcasters have a say, it'll be Melbourne. Let's just make it a generic national competition to put 13 teams in Sydney and Melbourne. I mean, I think... I know what you're saying, Carlos, and I know you've been down this path, but, but it's just but it's out, it's we out, want a national of, competition. It's out of the mouth of David Gallup. He's at yeah, the yeah, beck and yeah. call yeah, of broadcasters. Yeah. They want $80 million in this next round of TV per rights. Year. They, yeah, they want that for the next round. That will fund – I mean, that's double the money in this sport. I mean, they will do anything. Uh, anything. They will do – David Gallup anything. will do anything. You name it, it he takes. will do it. To get that, mm. and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a nice little bonus if he gets that too, Just by quietly, the way. absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for your call, Bob. Really appreciate that. Um, hey, let's go to Marcus in South Melbourne before the break. Let's go to Marcus. Marcus, welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle. Hello, Rodriguez McGregor here. How yes, are you all? Yes, uh, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> um, just quickly, I thought the uh, penalty was very soft. 
in my opinion, it got a Jürgen Klinsmann of two and a half stars, meaning it was halfway between a dive and a penalty. It was soft, but the referee was 10 metres away, and whether you caress the shirt, whether you grab the (laughs) shirt, whether you pinch the shirt, whether you tug at the shirt, whatever word you want to use, if you grab any part of the shirt, uh, it's a free kick all around the ground, and the referee was only 10 metres away, So, and he thought about it. Yeah, thanks for your call, Marcus. It was a bit of a soft call. Um, of course, tonight, uh, Sydney and Melbourne City won all at the end. Uh, Fernando Brandan scoring in the 31st minute and Bobo in the 81st minute with a penalty. It's uh, 28 minutes past 10. Now give me a beat. Vinny's Best on Ground. With thanks to Best on Plumbing, Victoria's trusted plumbing and drainage experts, give them a call if you're looking for any work in the plumbing sphere or drainage sphere, beston.net.au or call 1300-BEST-ON. Vinny, who was best-on? Well, look, I was going to give it to Jakobsen because I like. I thought he was gritty, but I thought Brandan's goal was one for the ages. It was a beautiful goal, and he, he looked like he was enjoying his football tonight. He, he does milk it a little bit, I, I agree with uh, Nathan, but uh, he's a good player. So my best-on for this week is Fernando Brandan. There you go, Fernando Brandan with, uh, there you go, Vinny Venezuela with thanks to Best on Plumbing. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with more of your calls on 9429-1116. This is the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Thanks for joining us on the Four Diego's final whistle tonight. Sydney FC and Melbourne City played out a one-all draw. Brandan scored a beauty in the 31st minute and then Bobo in the 81st minute with a penalty at ANZ Stadium in front of around 14,000 people, we believe. Uh, off the Twitter. Off the Twitter there. Uh, <laughs> Josh Brianti was sent off in the 73rd minute, so Sydney scored after they went down the 10 men. It was an interesting game. It was billed as a six-pointer, um, but uh, Warren says it lived up to that, but uh, very, very disappointed. Carlos? S- Sydney were the moral victors tonight. You think? because 10 uh, men, uh, they probably had the better of the first 20 minutes. The rest was just a battle. they give them an extra point for that, Carlos? The moral victory? They get another point See, for that. If you'd played, Away if from you, home and they're the moral victors. If you'd played at the elite level at all, in anything. <laughs> it's just the most <laughs> stupid if you, thing. If you're elite in any area of your life, you would know <laughs> that the psychology... Sometimes surpasses. How the can the line. team at home? They're going to play another two times this year plus final. How can the team finals. at home get a moral victory from a one-one draw? Ten men better side in the night. I tell you what, um, the interviews after the game, uh, it sounded like Sydney were the moral. Have yes. a listen to Luke Bratton um, as he was speaking with Tara Rushton from Fox Sports. Have a listen to this. Yeah, thanks so much, Bretton. I am joined by Luke Bratton. It was feisty, it was fiery. There was a bit of afters there with Michael Zullo. I can see by your face, it's incredible disappointment. What was going on out there tonight? I think the referee was on TV more than the players. So that sums up the game. Um, you know, we're here to play football. And if it's constant fouls, um, you know, it ruins the game. And it's, it's, it's bad for the spectators. All right, talking about the referees, let's talk about your performance as a team overall. What did you make of it? Not good enough. Not good enough from the side. What do you need to improve? We need to be positive. Play the ball. You know, we know that teams are going to try and ruin our rhythm, foul, uh, do everything they can to stop us, but we've got to play football. We've got to be better. You still come to ANZ Stadium. You still play Sydney FC. They're at the top of the table and you take a point. It is a good point to take home, Luke. No. Not good enough? <laughs> no. Thanks for joining me, Luke. Cheers. There you go. That's uh, Luke Bratton. You've got to be nicer to Tara. She's oh, yeah. Yep. Really You've got to be nicer to Tara. Yeah. <laughs> it's not her fault. Nah. But at least you know it's no. So you want him to pretend? I've got to say, I don't want to have, I don't want to have a crack at Tara because she's a lovely journalist. 
good good journalist. I don't care that she's lovely or not. She's yeah. a good journalist. Yeah. But the guy's just in the heat of battle. Yeah. Well done, Vinny. Do you want him to be flowery <laughs> and, and positive? Yeah, it was great. We, we really moved. No. Of course he's going to be. Uh, he, he's uh, going to uh, leave uh, that point on. in are, Sydney, Carlos. Are you being Carlos? critical of Tara's questioning? I thought the question was a little bit ah. um, uncalled for at that point. To tell you the truth, I, I, don't, I don't really. Uh, I mean, Michael Zappone does a fantastic job uh, in that aftermatch. Uh, he, he, but he's learnt over time. He got slaughtered a couple of times a few years ago by Kevin Muscat when he was a player. So I think he's learnt in time. It is hard for a for a reporter after the game when a when a player is really so why um, bother attacks the referee and then um, is a little bit defensive. Obviously, so they're in a no win situation. Can I reckon. I, I think it? she had every right to ask the question of that player at that time. Can, can I just say though, like you know, if you've just had afters with a former teammate, as as Bratton seems to do with uh, anyone who's played, doesn't he? <laughs> like two seconds goes, just, you've just had afters. How yeah. are you feeling about this game? Yeah. He's not going to give you a, a positive, sort of honest, clear answer. He's just going to give you anger. You know what? I mean, I find some of your comments astounding most nights, Carlos. But tonight, you have a go at a player when he's honest. And then you have a go at a player when he's dishonest. Like you want him to fluff around and pretend, oh, yeah, we're really happy with the result, blah, 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 blah. When he's honest, you have a go at him. There are some really damn good footballers around the world, you know, after World Cup finals, after their their, their dream game, the the game of their their life, and they get asked a question and they deal with it better than that. Okay, so there is a a level of professionalism out there. He was uh, unprofessional, was he? I just thought he was a bit short, that's all. 94291116, give us a call. What did you think about uh, the ref? What did you think about Luke Bratton? Was he, you know, was he right in, in saying, have, slamming the ref pretty much after the game? Uh, what did you think <laughs> about the game? Who, who were the moral victors tonight? 94291116. Let's go to Snapper, who's called in from Port Phillip Bay. G'day, Snapper, and welcome to the final whistle. Good evening, James. How are we going? Yeah, good. good. Really good. That's good. Um, look, tonight's performance, I mean, I was proud of the boys. Um, you know, we've had a. Pretty big um, last couple of weeks, you know, coming off uh, three games in six days. I mean, you would find that no matter which team in the world, uh, you know, whether it be Real Madrid, Manchester United, the big clubs, you know, coming off that was always going to be a challenge. And to play Sydney um, up there, and, you know, I I reckon we deserved the the full three points. Um, Let's be honest here. Um, Last week, we saw um, Aguero go for a red card of an absolute, you know, basically a dog of a tackle. And Bobo tonight was exactly the same. Exactly. What now now what I don't understand is and this is the and this is the problem. And like Bratton said, the referee wants to be on T V. Now I might now correct me if I'm wrong, but if it studs up and the player is going for the ball and misses the ball completely and collects the studs in the groin region of a player, it's a straight red. Now I don't know what, what Chris Griffiths Jones, whatever his name is, was thinking, you know, um, or given just a blatant yellow um, you know, tonight Sydney had the better, the better with the referees. Um, clearly, that penalty was not there. Nothing was given to Fauna Rolly or, or Fernando Brandan when clearly they were being challenged. And towards the end, the referee felt a bit sympathetic towards Sydney and you know probably tried to help them. But for my boys, I'm pretty wrapped. I reckon look, we should have got the three points in the end. And that comes down to once again JVS. What what's going on on the on the sideline? The Wanderers game again when we should have parked the bus, defended, we didn't, we conceded, and tonight was the complete opposite. When you're a man up, and like my mate Glenn said, it was just needless passing around the box. We're trying to look for a, a gap to get into that box. 
all-out attack. You are one man up. I'm pretty sure that JVS is a pretty smart manager to, to figure that out. But if you're a man up against Sydney FC, that you should go all-out attack, go hammer and tongs to get the full three points. Because next week is a crunch game against victory and Sydney have to travel to Perth. So right now... We could be, we, sh- we should be three points behind Sydney and equal top of the table by next week, but it's not the case. And I feel sorry for, for the players. We tried and tried and tried, but if the manager instructs you to have these needless, stupid passes around the box just to be cute to get it in there, well, I'm sorry to say you're not going to win a game of football like that. We saw what Brendan did. He took a stab at the goal and he nailed it perfectly. He saw the opening and he took it. Um, this this city, this city's team has the quality to do so much damage to any opposition, and we had the damage tonight to put Sydney away three, four goals after that red card, and we didn't. And that's the concerning part about City. Why aren't we putting these teams away when we have to? You know. Well, but Snapper, you guys, if you don't have. Thankfully, you don't have the same problem that previous incarnations of City and Hart had. Uh, you know, the the just falling apart at the first sign of pressure. This side, you lo- you're losing, well, you're not losing, you're drawing a game or you're conceding a goal because of a moment. You'd much, re- you'd much rather that than uh, where you have almost a culture in your team where at the first skerrick of pressure, you fall apart. So that's the first thing that Van Skip's been able to do, build a team that's going to be competitive every week. The problem I felt tonight was, even when you were down to 10 men, all night you weren't winning the second ball. Okay, the, the, those those balls where they were to, to, to you know those fifty fifty balls after the first challenge goes free. Sydney tended to win those balls now, um, and I think that's why probably Sydney in in just in general play I thought were better. But having said that, when Melbourne victory sorry Melbourne City were one nil up uh, up until you know the penalty late in the game, I thought that they were travelling quite comfortably. Uh, but Sydney were always in that game. And while they were being competitive and while they were winning that second ball, they were always in the game. And, and you know, unfortunately, with the, with the penalty, if you're grabbing shirt, oh, if you're you grabbing a that? shirt, if you grab a shirt, whether you like it or not, it's a free kick. You can't, it just doesn't matter how, what, what uh, degree of, of pulling or tugging we're talking about, it's a free kick. And referee was right there. Nine, thanks for your call there, Snapper. Really appreciate it, as always. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call if you're a City fan. If you're not a City fan, give us a call. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. What did you think of the game? Who were the moral victors tonight, Vinny? Can I just say, look, I think Snapper makes a, a fair point about uh, the high tackle that Bobo put in uh, with the studs up. I think that was he got he was very lucky to get away with that and to be there to take the pen. And and to and to to get the pen in the first place, so that's probably dodgy. I don't you know I don't think the referee is doing Sydney favours purposefully. I think um, that that sort of happens. I don't know that that City were creating enough chances in the second half for themselves, given that they were one nil up. And and I think credit to Sydney, they stayed in the game and and then they they it swung their way. And 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 I suspect that that incident uh, with Brandan sort of turned turned the vibe a little bit for them. Absolutely. Do you think all the focus that's been on uh, Bruno Fornaroli with John Eloisi saying that he holds players up, um, do you think that's affected the way referees um, adjudicate when he's on the ball? 
I think human nature dictates that that would happen. It looked like uh, it tonight, actually. Yeah, I, I, referees talk. You know, uh, they, you know, they, they're. I'm sure the referees and having. Oh, they talk. <laughs> so they get together in the rooms and say, "Oh, look, boys. No, Bruno they, they sort train of milking, together. Milking, they train together. This. They train together. They talk. Of course, they do. It's human nature, right? Um, I've actually related to a former referee, and I know." When they was get this their a little town jambor- hall meeting, was it? Yeah, the little jamboree of referees every week when they go for a little bit of a run. Oh, this was the jamboree. Yeah, the jamboree. Not the, jamboree. Not the, not the town hall, the jamboree of referees. <laughs> what is a jamboree, they, they have the marshmallows by the fire, and they just get together. It's like and camping they go, weekends. Yeah, they go for a bit of a run, and mm. that's their training. But then like they spend scouts, the rest of the time about who they're going to get with a red and yellow card. That's how referees talk. Is this from is Carlos City cannot win the league because they cannot defend consistency? Love Gaetano. No, is that your referee brother? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, the problem the problem with no, it's not the problem with City. I, I prefer the, they try and overload the midfield. This is Carlos's lab now, right? They yeah, overload okay. the midfield the by music. having one of the back four. You generally, if it's a Kilkenny or one of the centre halves, join in in the midfield every opportunity. But if it gets turned over when they do that, suddenly they're sure at the back. That's why they get caught out every now and again. That's their problem. Very interesting stuff. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Let's go to Rob Albert, rather in Roxburgh Park. G'day, Albert, and welcome to the show. Yeah, hi. How are you guys? Yeah. I, I just, um, I just think that today we were the moral victors, and and the reason is because we won the FFA Cup, and obviously Sydney sort of won this game if they wanted to sort of rattle us, because I'm sure we're going to play them again in the future. They were very lucky that even uh, Matt Simon didn't get sent off as well, doing that to Jacobson. So to me, we were the moral victors. They, they should have won that game. If they wanted really to put us on the on the back foot for next time, they should have won that game. They didn't, and uh, and I think uh, they got a lot of doubt as to when, when we play against them next time. Yeah, um, thanks for that, Albert. It's taken forty five minutes to get some sense into the show, and, and you provided <laughs> well, it. You've been on the show. You provided it for forty five minutes provided as well. <laughs> in thirty seconds. I mean, no, no, Rodrigo. I take offence at that well, because well, I take offence. The stupidity around. The conversation in the first 45 minutes has been with Carlos saying that Sydney FC at home in front of their own fans have a moral victory by drawing the game. It's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. And the moral victory is all Melbourne cities. Not only <laughs> not only did they win the FFA Cup, they go up to Sydney away from home in front of hostile fans in a hostile, <laughs> unusual venue. <laughs> hostile fans? Hostile. The wind, the wind blowing I, through I, that stadium was hostile. Hostile fans. <laughs> And they 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 absorb Sydney's best punches yeah. to the solar plexus, <laughs> to the head, to the kidneys, and they absorb all that, yeah. score the first goal, mm. and then in the face of ridiculous, mm. one-sided, biased, mm. unfair referee, mm. they get a point away from home. And Carlos has the temerity to say <laughs> that Sydney have... Won a moral victory. I heard that Melbourne City brought the FFA Cup with them and they were going to do a lap of honour if they won the game. (laughs) Unbelievable. Warren, uh, make sure that voice is good. It's uh, 14 minutes to 11. Come on. Warren's Football Tax Audit. With thanks to Tax Talk, we love to talk tax. Call 1300 366 639. Dom and the team will look after your finances. Get on to Tax Talk. 1300 366 639. What's the audit uh, there, Warren? <laughs> I'm going to audit the hyphen tonight. Chris Griffith Jones. And who is he for the, for the people? He's the referee, the apparently. Referee. Okay. Apparently, he's the yeah. guy apparently. who's around, going around in the. Was it yellow tonight? Yellow? 
I didn't he notice him. Yellow. I thought he did it. He wore yellow. He was wearing so yellow. So he's the guy where look, in the end, this this <laughs> concept that Carlos defends around Are you auditing me or him? <laughs> I'll audit you. This is next. your audit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna audit Chris Griffith Jones. The other the other group I'm gonna audit is Coldplay. Fair income. Fair income. How does it take a week to set up for a concert? Don't you just roll in a couple of guitars? Bumping, you're bumping. You're bumping yep. a couple mm-hmm. of guitars, a couple of amps. Yep. And that's a show. Surely we could have played at Sydney FC, at the home ground tonight. So Coldplay and Chris Griffin. In fact, he's probably going to Coldplay next week, probably. <laughs> Jeez, I reken Tax Talk would love Coldplay as one of uh, their clients. one three hundred three double six six three nine. Thank you very much there, Warren. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with more of the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. It is the final whistle here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Sydney FC and Melbourne City won all. Brandan in the 31st and Bobo in the 81st minute with a penalty. ANZ Stadium crowd now of 14,668 in the cabinet. It was a cauldron. It was a cauldron, a throbbing cauldron, Warren. Intimidation plus for City. 94291116, give us a call. Just quickly, Cats are on the Twitter feed set. Unfortunately, the refs take centre stage in the A-League instead of the fine players that we now have. And you know, Seems, to be, seems to be the, um, the mood of the meeting here tonight, uh, Vinny Venezuela. Hey, Warren needs some fresh air. John in Port <laughs> Melbourne, M in Doncaster East, uh, City top of the ladder on moral and shoulder victories. M, M sent a few text messages here tonight. Melbourne City are still hanging on to the Derby result. They haven't set the world on fire since then. Mixed results at best. Talk is cheap. Results are what counts. There you go. 94291116. Got some good text messages. We'll go through those um, very, very shortly. But let's go to Tom in Greenvale. G'day, Tom, and welcome hey, to the, the final Angle. whistle. Hey, Diego. How you going? Yeah, very well. How are you doing tonight? Good, thanks. It's Rango. Ah, yeah. are, you, are you happy with the yeah, result, happy, Rango? Very happy. Good. So, what did you think? Do you so? Are you saying that City are the moral victors tonight? Yeah. Look, two points, if I could. Go for it. We have to admit, when we're going up there today, if we took a point away, we would have been happy. And secondly, the central defender that we found today, yep. I reckon, spot on. So we've just found a new player that's going to help Jacobson in in the defence, and we've found a new player. So I reckon we've done well tonight. Yeah, well, look, I'm going to talk about that new young player, Tongyik, uh, very, very soon. Uh, fantastic. Uh, looks a footballer for sure. Um, mate, I agree with you there, Tom. I think the, uh, you know, if City, prior to the game, were told that they were going to walk away with a draw and not get outplayed to a significant extent, they would have been happy with that. But I think now they'll be looking back and thinking, oh, well, against 10 men, uh, we probably created enough half chances to be able to, to get all three points. And that could be telling a little bit later on because while Sydney, I mean, they had some incredible stats on Fox beforehand. At this point of the season, if you score a certain amount of goals and uh, concede a certain amount of, sorry, score a certain amount of goals and concede a certain amount of goals, uh, you're on target for you know, winning the league. And Sydney surpassed both those at this point in time, uh, uh, you know, in comparison to all the other clubs that have, uh, you know, won things in previous years. So, you know, we can keep on saying that, you know, City and Victory and that'll be up there, but they're not bridging the gap enough on City yet, on Sydney, on Sydney FC yet. So, Thanks for your call there, Tom. Uh, let's go to Dave in Northcote. G'day, Dave, and welcome to the final whistle. Yeah, g'day, fellas. How are you going? Buenos dias. Como estás, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Muchos gracias. That's a real thing. 
Bene. Okay, now, look, the most important issue this week is definitely the FFA expansion and to 12 or 14 teams. Yeah. Now, I've been looking at the criteria, which hasn't been published yet, which has been guesswork. Yep. Got, so how do you the, have it? Well, you've got the location, you've got yeah. the team, you've got the backup, you've got the support, like in Sydney, you've got to have a natural pool of talent, but you're missing the most important thing, mate. What's that, Dave? The food van. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the best one? Who's got the best one? Now, look at Richmond Eagles. They've got great rat worst. They the, do. They do for many fantastic. years, many decades. I they go have. to the victory practice games there purely for the rat worst. You've yep. got Heidelberg United, mm. Zublaki. Yes, of course. You've got... Uh, You've got the Croatian team and you've got the Chapachis, mate. Yep. <laughs> uh, even even, uh, even Amy Park's come up. They've got a really decent bratwurst out the front. You get a good Sublaki. Yeah, well, the Werribee Social Club in, in Werribee, uh, there, Galvin Park, beautiful pasta Napoli. The pastizis at Sunshine George Cross are sensational. Yeah, I mean, everyone, yeah, well, that, mate, that's I've, I've front and centre of all the bids. Sorry oh, to interrupt you, Dave. Can I just say, Hindmarsh Stadium, they do these calamari chips. Yeah, <laughs> really? fantastic. Wow. Really, really good. Wow. Okay, Rook, that's, that's, that's the bottom line for the FFA. Keep it up, fellas, and you keep on pushing that line all the way. Thanks, Good on you, Good Dave. On you, Dave. I like that yeah. uh, left of centre. Um, do you reckon yeah, that's in the sound briefing like an document? for a moment <laughs> there. <laughs> do you think that's in the uh, briefing document that uh, Dave Gallup's going to put out uh, very, very shortly? Yeah. Yeah. And what food would you offer? Yeah, yeah. That's right. I don't think so. Hey, um, Melbourne City and Sydney FC were one all tonight. Uh, Fernando Brandan, of course, scoring the 30, 31st minute. Bobo in the 81st, a Penn ANZ Stadium, 14,668 people. Uh, not a great performance by City tonight. This is off the text message. But if there's a moral victory, it's the fact that City played 30 at 30% and Sydney were by Arnie's admission at 60%. There you yeah. go. I thought uh, it was that's a on, really... That's on the night, though. I mean, they play, they've got to play two more times this year plus finals, and that could be easily reversed down the track. Let's go to John in Ascot Vale. wants to talk about expansions. It's a hot topic. Mm. G'day, John. Welcome to the show. Gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. No worries. Uh, yeah, I just want to touch on it as well. I heard the other guy speaking about it. Um, I think one should be Tasmania because they're they're dying for for something, and we can get one over the AFL there, I reckon. And the second one could I think there's enough room in in Melbourne or Victoria, but I just don't want a team um, with a half full like you know. We watch a lot of games interstate with Newcastle and that, and they're empty empty stadiums. Yep. So I reckon they need to. Bit of research, like they nailed, you know, West Sydney. Um, I think there's, there's enough room in Victoria. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, John, look, the only thing about Tassie, I'm sure they've got a compelling bid. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's really excited about it. The people they've got involved are really good people. But the problem is, don't look at the bid. Don't look at the proposal. Go and speak to the broadcasters, and they will make the decision on this. David Gallup has admitted that this this week. So uh, it's all about the broadcasters, unfortunately. Thanks for your call there, John. It's four minutes to 11. Carlos's Young Gun. With thanks to the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping, it starts in 2017. It's open for enrolments right now. Give them a call, 9409-8800. Fantastic academy. Make sure you check them out on the web as well. Carlos, who was the Young Gun tonight? It was a big man-child in the middle of the defence for Melbourne City. On debut, Ruan or <laughs> Ron. Ron, Ron Tongyik. Uh, big guy, man mountain. And uh, a child mountain, I should say. <laughs> Comfortable on the ball, tough in the tackle, great in the air. He's going to be a star, this kid. And I can pick it from the, from the first game. I hope he's tied to Australia. 
Apparently, his father's two feet taller, so there's still a bit more growing <laughs> to do. There that's you go. Great. He did look very, very comfortable there tonight. Hey, there you go. With thanks to the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping, Tonyik is Carlos's young gun. One all, as I said, Melbourne City and Sydney FC tonight at ANZ Stadium, 14,668. We're back for another hour right after this on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Trying to track the run of Brandan. This is good. And now the shot from distance. This is very good. First goal for Melbourne City. Right on cue. Fernando Brandan breaks through and he runs, leaps over the advertising hoarding, and in front of the very small handful of travelling Melbourne City fans, he says, How do you like that one? It's Melbourne City 1, Sydney FC 0. Now Zulo cuts onto his right. Ninkovic trying to thread through ball. Was there a shirt grab in the penalty area? No. Jakobsen's being talked to. It's a penalty. Wow. What a decision. He's squirting the ledger, I think, too. I think he's squirting the ledger. Sydney FC down to 10 men, trying to draw level from the penalty spot. Into the last 10 minutes we go. Bobo looks focused. Body language giving nothing away as he runs up and lashes it into the back of the net with a little touch on the way from Bazanis. He went midway up to Bazanis' right, and even though the fingertips got a touch on the ball, Bobo brings Sydney FC level. There you go, Sydney FC and Melbourne City won all, as you heard there from Teo Palazzeri and Grant Brebner, the SEN call team doing a sterling job tonight. Uh, Fernando Brandan scoring for City with an absolute ripper in the 31st minute. Bobo with a penalty, um, squaring the ledgers, Grant Brebner said in the 81st minute. Crowd of 14,668 at ANZ Stadium. Sydney, 10 men, uh, though one man down uh, in the 73rd minute when Josh Brillanti was uh, given a second yellow and uh, sent off. Warren, you, you're putting your hand up there, mate. Uh, yeah, no, I think? just want to congratulate. Grant Brebner's probably on the plane now and he won't be able to hear us because he's landing soon. No, he's coming back tomorrow. Oh, okay. He's going to King's Cross, King's and Cross I would say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's perhaps the most insightful bit of commentary I've ever seen. And the reason why it's insightful. Which part of it? Well, the two things. The firstly, no. <laughs> instantaneously once the penalty is given and then simply three words squaring the ledger hey, hang on look grant bremner was a wonderful player he's a wonderful guy he's a great caller great ex- but he doesn't love referees he never ever when he was subbed he never went up to the referee and gave him a hug as he's running off i did all the time i'd go off i'd get subbed which happened often i'd go up give the referee a bit of a hug well done ref Bit of a hug, walk out. I never saw Grant Brim never do that. I can't remember. So he's biased against referees, <laughs> but he's a wonderful player. Uh, apparently, an aspiring coach of, oh, of some go. note. Someone told you that? No, I've, I've actually seen some of his oh, okay. little team mm-hmm. play, and uh, you know, down in the town hall, yeah. <laughs> I've seen it a little bit. People are talking in the town hall. Uh, so look, love the guy, but you know you can't ask Grant Grant Brim whether he was a, a no, no. But Carlos, whether he's right or wrong. Unlike yourself, the conservation of words in that description. You know, no and squaring the ledger. You're, you're into word economy tonight. Oh, word economy. I mean, absolutely. And we should have used squaring the ledger in your audit. 
1116. Give us a call uh, tonight or 0433981116. Some excellent text messages here. We'll get into those very, very shortly. 9429-1116. Would love to hear from you tonight. Uh, Tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing and the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. So... We've already been speaking for an hour on this game, and we talked about the moral victors. Um, we're a bit undecided in the studio here tonight, but uh, no, we are. We'll, we're decided. Well, no, you, you think know, it's Melbourne, Melbourne City. City. Well, I think clearly City the moral, were the moral victors uh, tonight, purely because they went down to ten men, and that, that's why. And, and and they didn't look any worse with ten than they did with eleven. So I thought they'll walk away saying, "Okay, we would have wanted three points, but you know, we were in that game. We could have won it in the end. Had a few chances, even with ten men." So. Uh, but look, having said that, I didn't think City were outplayed at all tonight. It was just one of those really combative games, and it could have gone either way. Yeah, look, I thought it was a great game. City didn't get in front of goal enough. Apart from, correct me if I'm wrong, you had Calazzo's shot, which hit the post. Mm. You had Brandan's fantastic goal of the ages. Like, mm. Super Tim would be upset about Brandan's goal. F- just 15, 15 um, shots to six in favour of Sydney tonight. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but not not that many on target for Sydney well, 15 though. Fifteen to six, go, Carlos. They had a crack. Yeah, but I mean, if you had a if you talk about <laughs> Ryan, Grant, hold the line, Rodrigo. Yeah, Ryan Grant running in behind the fullback and then hitting Row Z with yeah, a shot. He stuffed that one up. I'd rather not take the shot. What about Ryan Grant's uh, goal? That uh, well, <laughs> yeah. well, Bobo got the in the way off. Standing on the goal line right there and uh, just clipped the, his side, and so he was in an offside position. Will so you pull the, the marquee money away from Bobo after that? I tell you what, he he wasn't that good tonight. He's an iced Bobo at the moment. He's not <laughs> scoring a lot. He's a lot of lot of sprinkles on the top and a bit of, yeah, not marquee. No, uh, and uh, you know Arnie, the other Arnie's, guy. Arnie's putting pressure on his Holosco is now going back to the Holosco of last season. And what's that mean? Not very good. Well, he hasn't really he hasn't really been, uh, you know, what you call a brilliant marquee from the moment he came. He just hasn't hit that. Ninkovic come, really has come good, a little bit more consistent, but uh, Holosko, no. And, you know, you get Arnie consistently saying, if you perform, you're in my team. So I think you'll see a fair few of these, these people getting turned over. And I was, by the way, at their training not so long ago. It was a little <laughs> town hall at Macquarie uh, University I had. I was watching them. It was 35 <laughs> degrees humidity middle of the day, no let up. Two hours, solid training. And on the, that was three or four days before the Sunday game. It was, I think, the game where they were a bit flat against Adelaide. And, uh, and Arnie said they were a little bit flat. Well, maybe they were a bit dehydrated and run into the ground, Arnie. But he didn't let up at all. It's you've, all about competition for places. Can I ask a Super Tim question? Yeah. Like, I know he's a little bit injured. I know he's getting a bit long in the tooth, but he's still Super Tim. And, and he can sort of turn water into wine. Given that you're 1-0 one, one up, or maybe they were 1-1 one, 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 one at the time, he still bring to me. I would be bringing on Super Tim at the seventieth, seventy second minute tops. I want to give him a bit of time on the park to sort of get the momentum, get into people's heads, and you know get a bit of con- get get a bit of uh, you know the connection between whoever's going to feed him the ball. I don't know how other people feel about that. Do other people think JVS should have brought him in well, sooner? I ask Warren, was JVS trying to be too clever, thinking they were one nil up, five or six minutes to go? We've got this one. I'll be clever and not even put my star striker on there that I pay $4 million a year to. Was he trying to be too clever? No, no. He was just being sensible, Carlos, unlike yourself. Who... Well, then he's, then he's putting him on for four minutes at the yeah, end. Yeah, no, not, not long enough. I think Vinny made the comment instantaneously when he came on that he probably needs at least 10 to 15 minutes. But 
You probably, I mean, look, Carlos, when you cop a soft penalty that's not a penalty and you look back at the decisions you made before that, it can be, you, you, you can interpret them as mistakes. I think he didn't bring him on earlier because he probably thought that he could manage the game so they'd get the 1-0 and they'd get, they'd get away with the result. So I think it all depends on whether it's a pen or not. If it isn't, he probably looks smart. And, you know, you can serve Tim for the, for the derby next week, which is going to be a game that he's definitely going to play, but it didn't work out that what, way. What round are we up to right now? Ten. Round 10. In the 10 rounds so far, given he's won the, game, won the FFA Cup for them, with a 1-0 win, scored a cracker against victory in that derby that, uh, that went around the world. So Melbourne City's brand's out in the world. Has he already paid his $4 million for this year? Yeah, we've said that. Yes, he has. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't matter what he's he does. He's won two games. It doesn't matter what he does. You know, Finnegan, JVS can put him on for a minute if I, for all I care. If, if, you, if you reckon he's already paid his money, he has. That's fine. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Do you think um, JVS used Timmy Cale appropriately tonight? Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. What do you think about the penalty? What do you think about tonight's game? There is a little bit of talk about Achilles' problem, a long-standing. Mm-hmm. So he might be trying to manage that also. He is not one hundred percent off the text yeah. message, Vinny. But even if you've paid your money, you want to still get your money's worth. And I look if he's fit enough to play. If he's fit enough to play, I don't know, ten minutes. Surely he's fit enough to play fifteen. To 17 But, Vinny, you've got to manage these Achilles. I mean, if that Achilles goes, Achilles goes, I mean, that's longer than, uh, yeah, you what, know, what's, uh, ACL sometimes. That, I mean, they, they're sometimes 18 months. And at his age, that's over for him. But so, what, seven minutes can, can be the difference? Oh, uh, look, I don't know. I, I don't, that's what got I'm ex- saying. They've got experts. The medicos there are experts. They know how to manage these sort of things. He wants, I mean, he doesn't ever look like he doesn't want to play. He wants to mm. play all the time. He seems like he jumps around and everything. But I think that if it's an Achilles problem, you don't want that snapping at his age. My only point is what we know about Super Tim, his, his capacity to just uh, put, put another spring in, in people's steps when he comes on in the dying minutes of a game or the last, you know, to, to turn things around. I think that's what uh, City don't seem to be taking advantage of enough for mine as just a, an outsider looking in. I like the point you made um, earlier as well, Carlos, about these two teams, these two teams who don't seem to have any passengers. You know, they're, they're running hard. They're running for each other. Even uh, you saw there, Neil Kilkenny yes. with Fernando Brandan. Mm. Um, Neil Kilkenny almost reading him the riot act. And I think it was that he had a shot from a fairly, um, yep. from a fairly difficult angle yep. instead of... Uh, playing the ball to the centre at the and top. And Brandon was putting on his men well from fall to towers. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and Kilkenny is... wasn't copying that. He was in his face all the time. I think but, this is good to see. Oh, um, you know, for me, you know, as, you know, we've been criticised so long. For those out there who followed the old NSL and, you know, that transition between the NSL and then the A-League and even the first six or seven years of the A-League, people questioning the motives of some of these players playing at the top level in Australia, it's as though they're at a bus stop waiting to get a bus overseas, you know, <laughs> you know, during the year. That's how I used to feel. But when you get what Aloisi brothers and Van Skip and Tim Cale last week yelling at each other and having a crack, Bratton talking like the way he did against, uh, you know, to the beautiful Tara Rush, then you don't muck around with that, do you? And, uh, and then also what Kilkenny does regularly mm, uh, does. in he the face of opposition and also in the face of his own teammates – for me, that's heartening because they want to be here. They want to win. And that means they're respecting the competition. All you want is respect of your own competition. And that's what uh, I think uh, these players are giving 
And imagine the kids coming through, like the Chonyaks of this world and, you know, the Retrays and even at, at Victory and, and at Sydney, some of the young guys coming through, them seeing this, they know what winning is, they know what resilience is, and it's going to make them better players. And there's no place for indifference, and you're quite right. Like, yeah. even Jakobsen, he's, oh. he's, he's getting <laughs> as riled up. For someone who's brand new, you probably could think, mate, I'm just here for the cash. Yeah. I don't even want to get to know people's names. He's he's in it. He's in that game, yeah, yeah. and he's he's, he's so good. I but thought there for a sec, yeah. uh, you know, Matt Simon and, uh, oh. and he were going to have a crack at each other there. Don't you love have... Matt Simon? Oh, I think I he mean, makes I things happen. I am the Matt Simon of the Diego's, really. I mean, <laughs> you know, I've red hair. First of all, that's the first. You got the we same look body. similar, yeah, same similar body, body yeah. shape, but no look, one likes him. What I make, yeah, <laughs> it's true. And what I make oh, up I like with it. with a lack of skill. <laughs> And you know, and that's what radio. Make, hang on, what do you make it up with? That's radio crap. Hang on, tell me, tell me, what do you make it up with? <laughs> what do I make it up with? I mean, what lack of your your lack of, of skill stuff, is made up with what? Some of the uh, persistence, Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> Intelligence, the willingness, the willingness to get in, Cop here abuse. night after night after night, knowing what I'm going to get. Yep. And just working my way through it, you know, work, and you know. The mistakes I make are a bit like Matt Simon. They're sort of, <laughs> they're sort of a bit. They they're made to look like they're accidental. Yeah, right. But they're ah, actually uh-huh. really, really, really deliberate. deliberate. Yeah, deliberate. yeah. So, Boy, I tell you what, he's uh, he's his little impact on uh, Jakobsen's face wow. towards the end. I thought he didn't mean it at the start. No, that's but MRP. But MRP. You, so you yeah. think because um, he he turned his back, and as he turned his back, he's the top of his shoulder mm. basically uh, cracked Jakobsen in the face. Jakobsen yep. went down like a sack of spuds. Yeah. Um, we were all thinking, oh, geez, I hope he hasn't gone down, mm. um, you know, like no, what's his name went he, down last week. Apparently but, uh, at the other end Jay of the ground, Brandan also went down. <laughs> just in sympathy. <laughs> <That's laughs> right. Vicariously yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was quite dizzy. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> Jake North went down out of sympathy <laughs> Queensland, in yeah. Queensland. Yeah. Apparently Tevez, Carlos Tevez in Argentina. <laughs> As we felt, speak. Yeah, felt the, the tremors. And Jürgen Klinsmann, yeah, he's wherever he is. Rivaldo. Yeah. His, his heart skipped a beat. He was there proud. is an yeah. actual... Fe- There's uh, an actual Fabio club. Grosso. <laughs> Down. Yeah, yeah, he's somewhere. He's some yeah. little, some little town. They're walking. Yeah. They're walking somewhere. Yeah. And just yeah. they're all in the sync. They just welcome, fall. welcome to diving by proxy with the Four Diego's <laughs> here. Uh, wow, Carlos, passion. Tom in Greenvale. So you're getting some passion there too, Carlos. Uh, um, let's just check some text messages here. Um, shocking penalty decision. This is John in Port Melbourne, but just love the way. It dirtied Warren up. There you go. <laughs> John's always after yeah. you, Warren. Um, the best thing from tonight's game is Melbourne City FC have finally found a central defence partner mm. to partner Jakobsen. That's Tom in Greenvale again. Uh, we talked about uh, young uh, Tongik as well. Carlos, you've met him at a town hall meeting. The town hall meeting. Lovely, lovely guy. Lovely guy. And uh, and he was just telling me, he was. I said to him, it must be great, a young guy like you, just over from Adelaide, training every day with the likes of Bruno Ferrell. He goes, I'm learning every day from the best striker because I've got to mark him at training every day. So that was fantastic. And, um, and I, w- I wonder what's going to happen to Chapman now. I think he's, you know, Chapman has stagnated. It was three or four years ago when he was at Newcastle where he was the next big thing. And through injuries and now competition for places, it looks like he's been surpassed by Ron. Ron. <laughs> Connor's uh, praying for a growth spurt as we yeah, speak. Well, <laughs> Carlos, can I say, and this is congratulations to you. Oh, you've actually—I've been everywhere. It seems I? to me that you've done more town halls than you Donald know, Trump and I, Hillary. Clinton I don't like to. I don't, I don't like to talk about it, but you know what I've done over the last three or four weeks, boys. I've visited all ten clubs. 
Yeah, you haven't been okay. here much. I've been there talking and just filling filling myself with off the record stuff, <laughs> which I like to spill every now and again. Yeah, yeah, just but sleek. these are love. The problem with doing what I do, <laughs> I meet these players who I previously criticised, and I meet them. I can't criticise well, them. You, just so you are now compromised. I mean, really, no, I you're compromised. I am. You did not rate Sydney FC at all until you went and met them. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Grant, lovely guy. Alex Wilkerson, lovely guy. You're very lovely. easy. You're Matt very... Simon, soft gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Matty Simon, soft. Gentleman. And Kaya Simon, by the way, Kaya Simon. Oh, met, yeah. Met some of the W League girls too. Lovely girls. Great role models for the game. Mm. And Matty Simon, not what you think, Warren. Not what you think. Lovely, lovely he's guy. He's like me, Carlos, so I know exactly <laughs> what he's like. Hey, let's uh, 942 Love to talk to you, uh, 0433 98 11 16. Let us know what you think on the text message. Tonight, Melbourne City and Sydney FC played out a one-all draw. Fernando Brandan scoring in the 31st minute. Bobo with a penalty in the 81st. There were 14,668 at ANZ Stadium is that tonight. The official crowd? That, that is the official crowd. We'll talk about that right yeah. after this break well, on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Thanks for joining us on the final whistle here on a Friday night. Uh, Sydney FC and Melbourne City won all, as we've been talking about it for the last uh, couple of hours. Tonight's show brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. 9429-1116. Give us a call uh, or send us a text message on 0433-981116. It was a big game tonight. Um, 9429-1116. Just off the text message here. Love Neil Kilkenny. I do too. All fire and heart. Gets in the face of teammates like Jakobsen and Brandan. Would not be surprised if he became a top-notch manager one day. I don't know whether that leads to being a manager necessarily, but he certainly is passionate. He's a leader on the field and He's a special talent. I, I didn't really appreciate Neil Kilkenny when he was playing overseas because you didn't see him every every uh, week. And also when he got the, I think he's had 10 or 15 appearances for Australia too. I, I didn't really get him in those games, but I, I certainly know how much of an important player he is. Has he played, and I should, I'm asking a question I should know the answer to, which I do reasonably often. <laughs> um, have Yes, he has. Has he played under Ange Postacoglu? Oh, no, no, he hasn't because played to on me, No, he hasn't played To on me, there. he's the type of guy, mm. he's probably been bypassed by Tommy Rogic. Well, he's not, he's not the Tommy Rogic type no, of player. But, it's oh, more, really? Mark, more he... Mark, Mark Milligan, yeah. Yedinak. Anyone who plays in that DM sort of position, but defensive midfield. But to me, midfield, if he was in the prime now... No. Nah. Yedinak's got that locked away. No, Milligan should be playing over Yedinak. Well, we know that. you know, but look, both of those are a favourite of Ange, but Ange will always go with Yedinak. There's something about Yedinak he loves. He wouldn't compromise the team just because he's captain. He loves Yedinak. He plays. People must just stand tall. But Yedinak, you know, he's limited. He's limited, but he, he plays him every time he's available. Just off the text message here, Chapman can go and join Vinny's and Carlos's victory. <laughs> Replace that superstar, Barrow. Uh, what a find, Vinny and Carlos. Uh, Kevin Musket has, done, uh, has outdone himself. The trapdoor is getting closer, Kevin. Maybe Carlos should assemble one at his town hall meetings. <laughs> Rango. Good on you, Rango. Well, Rango, look, if I was a victory supporter, I'd tell you, I support the game. The game you are is a, a winner for me. Supporter. You are. The game is a win. It's funny. Wherever I go in my town hall meetings, the victory fans say I'm a city supporter. I'm city bite. I'm biased towards city. Yes, I've heard. They that. can't win. I cannot win. No. Even at my own town hall meetings, well, you can't win because you shouldn't. You and go. if you don't have a team, you can't win, can you? Simply, Yoshi is his career over. Yoshi, <laughs> yeah. is he over? Is he? Lo- he's Yoshi's, not loved anymore. He Yoshi's was, gone on to bigger things. He was on the A list, red carpet, the whole. 
the young kid's been dispensed I with. I hope not. We, we, want, we want to keep talking to Yoshi right throughout the season to see, to see how he's feeling after... It'd be good to actually... Um, can I, can I comment Yoshi. on that marketing you know campaign? Yoshi's not even going to the games. Yeah, I want to comment on that marketing campaign. Go we're, for we're it. never going to get a job with the FFA, are we? Well, um, uh. <laughs> I don't know. You've been around to the ten clubs. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But you've been uh, doing. The no, I've, been, I've been knocked back ten times. So uh, that had so much potential. That whole Yoshi campaign. Surely, there's you've a follow-up, cl- Carlos. Really, you, you'd think. He went early, didn't he? Well, he shouldn't have got... Really, he should have taken his time. He should have been pitching at every game, working it out, meeting players, this and that. I don't know, this and that. I love the game, but I'm not sure. You know, this and, maybe crying because he wasn't sure. He couldn't work it out. For a whole season, he should have done that. But they've, they've really, this campaign's over and done with. Finished. Well, maybe he'll change clubs, Carlos. <laughs> Do you know that, that, that movie... So you just get worried, you mate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Do you know that movie Boyhood, and it goes for like 17 years of the actors' lives? That's what Yoshi should be like. Uh, yeah. That's a long age <laughs> campaign. It's a, it's a huge campaign. Yeah, we're going to need uh, a lot of uh, broadcast money for that campaign, Vinnie mm. Venezuela. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. So before we went to the break, uh, guys, you thought uh, the fourteen thousand six hundred and sixty-eight uh, was a disappointing crowd. That's poor. You know, Sydney it's top top of the table oh, clash. You know, that's, they Sydney act. Of course, I wouldn't say it when I had my little town hall meeting at their ground, but no, no, Sydney act like, like that. They like to say they're the biggest club in Australia. In a ridic- oh, I don't know how they can that from them. From yeah. the they, they say it. They say that they're the biggest club in Australia. We're huge, this and that. And they, rock, and they just get 14,000, whatever it was, Six, to a top of the t- six-pointer. It was a six-pointer. It was a six-pointer. And, uh, and they only got 14,000? It wasn't raining or anything? No, yeah, no. no apparently rain. it was a beautiful day in Sydney. Trains today. were running. Hmm. Uh, it's ridiculous. Are you ever happy, Super Carlos? Tim. Are you ever Super happy? Tim was visiting. Yeah, Bruno Fornaroli. Yeah, yeah. Some of the greatest yeah. players. You haven't been to that ground since John Aloisi. Two thousand and five was the last time I was there. Yeah. So your memory isn't great at the best of times. So you know how hard it is to get out there. It's a, it's Western the, Sydney, do the, buddy. Do, do the trains still stop there? It's Western Sydney. You get on a train from wherever you are in Sydney, even if you've stop. got to take a connecting train, and you get there. It stops right at the. What prison. I remember is. The doors opened. I was in the stadium. Yeah, yeah I do too. It's Western Sydney. So? so? What, the trains, what, they don't make it to Western Sydney? There's a train what station about the right kiddies there? right now, Carlos? Falling asleep in the arms of their mums and dads because they've been out to the distant... But they're on a train. Some of my favourite memories, Warren. <laughs> uh, what? Being on a train yep. at night with my family. Yeah. Going to Moomba. You know, in the city, <laughs> you know, coming home after the fireworks, yeah. asleep, asleep on a train, safe. Anyway, yeah. nine four two. Are you defending Sydney FC? By the way, are you defending them? No, are I'm they just, the biggest club in Australia as they espouse no, to be? I'm not defending Sydney FC. I'm just making it a principle of mine to disagree with anything <laughs> you say. I, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but you'd be used to crowds like that, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 Vinny. That, that was, was a good one. It was good. It was funny. Oh, it's good. The victory fans oh, all over yes. Victoria laughing oh, at that. Yes. It's almost ascending. Uh, just off the text That's message. Victory uh, fans have a sense of humour. Yoshi had homework too, you know. <laughs> there you go. And Yoshi was a competition from a kids' magazine, not the FFA's idea. Okay. There you go. We, we don't read kids' magazines, so uh, we went across that one. Carlos does. But uh, they still would have had to have paid money to. Uh, I thought it was a marketing campaign. campaign. I mean, it, it was, was ads, it was a whole thing. I would have thought that the FFA would have had to pay for that. But it clearly it was. Anyway, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. give us a call. Hey, the coaches had something to say after the game, of course. Let's have a listen to what John Van Skip had to say um, after the game with thanks to Fox Sports. 
Yeah, John Van Schip, you have to settle with a draw here at ANZ Stadium tonight. There was a lot going on there, a lot of passion at the end of the game from your players in particular, very unhappy with the refereeing decisions. You leave with a point. How do you see it? Well, look, we're uh, 11 against 10 in the last part of the game and uh, yeah, it's leading 1-0. So that's, uh, of course, a shame that we, uh, we couldn't uh, keep the 1-0. I don't think it was a penalty, but uh, I have to see it again. But it looked to me that it was not a, not a penalty. Um, yeah, and then overall, yeah, it was it was a game that we were fighting again. We couldn't play, I think, the, the way that we really wanted to, and uh, we lost too much too much possession. Uh, but okay, it's a point. We have to move on, and then next week's a big game again and uh, improve. Talking about looking towards next week, yes, you do have a big game, of course, the Melbourne Derby, but in what areas in particular do you want to tweak and what do you want to tighten up to ensure that next time you meet Sydney FC, you can take the three points? Yeah. Well, I think we, uh, we gave too much ball away in possession, uh, two easy balls, and uh, yeah, maybe not all our players were at the best uh, in these games. If you want to win these games, and we were leading 1-0, you have to be at your best, and... Uh, we, I think we were not at our best, so that's something that we have to improve on uh, for next week, looking to, forward to next week. Talking a player that was exceptional and got you that goal, Fernando Brandan. What were you thinking when you saw that one go in? It was pretty beautiful. Yeah, he uh, yeah, got the ball and uh, didn't think twice and had a great shot. And uh, yeah, he's, he's a great player for us. He works, he's, uh, his worth ethic is, uh, is very high. He, uh, he defends, he battles, he's uh, creative. So, no, we're happy with him and happy that he scored this goal. Unfortunately, it wasn't the, the goal for the, winning, for the win, but um, again, we have to uh, move on. The season's still long. We wanted to close the gap. It didn't happen this uh, evening, but uh, in, the, in the coming weeks, we hope to, uh, to close the gap uh, more. Maybe next week. Best of luck. Thanks, John. Okay, thanks. There's John Van Skip with uh, Tara Rushton from Fox Sports. And uh, there you go. Um, he was he was okay, fairly measured. Didn't think it was a penalty. Uh, not a lot of players at their best tonight. Um, you know, loved Fernando Brandan, of course. But um, so he didn't see the penalty, of course. But what do you think <laughs> about that, Warren? Oh well, I think um, except for John Aloisi, who seems like John Van Skip's kryptonite. You know, he loses the plot. He's such a considered, you know manager who I think says the right things for the team around the fact that it is a point. Let's move on. We had a moral victory. I mean, underlying what he said, Carlos, it was clear he felt that they had the moral victory. He actually said nothing, Warren. He talked for two minutes. He said nothing. Didn't say anything. Well, why did we listen to the whole two minutes then? Because, you know, we're you know, we're interested well, in he's the coach. I'm trying to find something. They'll be at their best next week, Melbourne City. Yeah, I guarantee okay. I'm the not, Derby. I'm the not, derby criti- I'm not criticising him for saying nothing. No, but don't try and say he's saying anything when he's not really saying anything. He was. He was saying. We're yeah, happy he's with saying, the oh, we'll move on. Happy. Yeah, we move Did on. Did he use the word it? moral victory? No, no, but yeah. no, but see if you were listening carefully, Rodrigo, <laughs> you <laughs> can interpret his language. I mean, this is the. This is the nuance. He of gave me more hope diplo- that it might have diplomacy. been a moral victory. <laughs> this is the nuance of diplomacy. It's sometimes oh, what they don't say that they're actually mm, meaning. Uh-huh. See, oh, yeah. Carlos mm. isn't subtle enough to mm. to hear him saying mm. things like, "There's a moral victory there for do, him." Do you know what he was saying subtly, tacitly? What? I'm spewing. <laughs> is that what? he's saying? I'm was spewing. That we were. Spewing is, is a Dutch word. You can look it up. <laughs> he said, I'm spewing. They had 10 men 
and we didn't take enough chances. We we turned off something like that. That's what he's saying. Yep. The word spew is is involved definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, there's uh, John Van Skip. Hey, um, let's have a listen to what the other coach Graham Arnold had to say because we're a fair and balanced show here on the Diego. <laughs> he was also speaking post match on Fox Sports. Yeah, I'm joined by Graham Arnold. Pre game, Graham, you said that you expect this to be your best performance of the season. You expect to win the game. Did it go to plan? Performance was fantastic. Um, stats showed 16 shots to five, and they didn't have a shot on goal second half, and we had 10 men for 20 minutes. So it was a, a huge effort character-wise. It's, it's great for morale. We showed that uh, we can fight when we need to fight to get, uh, to get what we need, and you know, overall I thought uh, we were fantastic. Surely you must have walked into the shed at halftime thinking, how are we not one, two, three goals up at this point in time? Yeah, look, uh, they they got us uh, going to run a play completely. You know, it's a great strike by Brandon, and but uh, you know, first 15 minutes, you know, our last pass let us down. We we had the chances, uh, the opportunities to maybe score. You know, Ryan Grant scores, and you know, it, ac- you know, it accidentally hits Bobo on the line, and so you know, I thought it was a, a dominating performance from us tonight. And uh, you know, we gave them no time to play. We pressed them. We gave them. They turned over possession a lot. They played a lot of long balls from their goalkeeper again, and. Uh, you know, again, I thought we were very good. There was a lot going on both on and off the ball, a lot of physicality. It kind of sparked into life into the second half. What do you feel that it is about Melbourne City that brings it out when they face your side? Oh, they're, a, they're a decent team. You know, it's, uh, you know, they don't mind mixing it. And uh, every, every team, for me, as soon as you go on the pitch and you, you play the opposition, first thing you have to do is match a fight. And if you don't, well, then you don't win the game. And uh, they've got some boys who liked it, like it, and we have to do the same. And... Uh, Again, I thought we were outstanding. The Invincibles tag, it still does remain. You happy with that? Yeah, it's uh, something that's an ambition. You know, it's an aim, it's a goal. We want to go as good as we can this year as, and be as, as, as uh, play consistently and play exciting. And, you know, we gave the crowd a lot of excitement tonight. And uh, I know the boys are enjoying the way we're playing. We've got a great group. Uh, they're you know, a happy group and uh, we've got some good quality in the team. The greats of Donald Bradman just uh, turned in his grave. <laughs> invincibles. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be calling uh, Sydney FC Invincibles just quietly. Again, he didn't say anything for two minutes. <laughs> he Nothing. Well he, well, he said their performance was fantastic. No, oh, he went from just, good to very good just, to that, fantastic. That, that's all media talk. Yeah. That's a message to his players. Right. He hasn't spoken to them yet in the change rooms. No, no. That's a message to his players. So uh, it's a message to probably opposition. Um, ten men, fantastic, you know, world class or whatever he was saying. It's just all for the for the camera. Are you turning yeah. into Kofi Annan, like the <laughs> chief of the United Nations? You know, you know, he's the he's the great mediator. You know, the he says nothing but there, there, there's a subtext to everything. Yeah, there's a subtext right? to everything, and that's that's the other thing we're learning too in Australia. It's uh, not like our Frank Farina interview in 1996 where <laughs> they come on and they forget they're on radio and they say all sorts of things. Uh, these days, they're very measured. And they make sure they say nothing, except if it's John Aloisi. John Aloisi will say something, but most other people won't say anything at all. So you should have said, yeah, Invincibles, that's a dumb name. I'm not happy. <laughs> it's dumb. It's been taken. Yeah. Next question. Great for morale, he said. The one all. One yeah. all. And it sure. is. Ten men. You know, it's oh, the moral so paper. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so true. listening to both coaches, who were the moral victors tonight? The moral. Oh, it's got to be Arnold. Yeah, it's Arnie, to me, sure. it sounded like Arnie. Arnie was happier. Mm. Arnie was effusive. Yeah, but that, like I said, it's a message to his players, a message to next week's uh, opponents, a message to the league, and also a message to the bosses when he gets the contract and the renegotiation. Yeah. So yeah. with 10 men, they were fantastic. That 
Brett puts from, his value up Brett too. Brett from St Albans, is it just me or does Arnie sound a bit like Ross Lyon? <laughs> yeah, no, we've got the four points, we'll go, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't say that. Anyway, 9429-1116, we'll take your calls on a night where Melbourne City and Sydney FC played out a one-all draw. Fernando Brandan scoring a ripper in the 31st minute. Bobo in the 81st minute with a penalty at ANZ Stadium in front of 14,668. This is the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Thanks for joining us tonight on the final whistle. And tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, best on plumbing, the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. Thanks to our partners tonight. As I said earlier, Melbourne City and Sydney FC won all tonight at ANZ Stadium in front of a... An average crowd of 14,668 people. So um, let's turn to the weekend's games, the rest of the games this weekend. And let's start with the Wanderers and Melbourne victory, of course. They are playing at ANZ Stadium as well tomorrow night at 7.50. It's going to be, uh, this should be a really cracking game. How many people? They're going to get more than 14. Yeah, I reckon there'll be 20. Yeah, and that's a slap in the face to Sydney FC. You know, I think they've got their motto or their branding is Sydney is sky blue. Well, I hope it's there's not. More. I hope there's more than 20. Sydney will be red mm. and black. I'll go 25. Okay, that, yeah. that'd, be, that'd 25. be decent, I reckon. Yeah. It's a big game. Yeah. Well, well, Marie's going. We know uh, off the text message, oh. Marie said that she was going with a group of, um, of fans, friends to Sydney. So Melbourne Victory fans mm. do travel um, in numbers. Let's hope, you know, let's hope they get a decent number there tomorrow yeah. as well. And Marie's people will catch the same train that the Sydney fans <laughs> yeah, couldn't right. catch. That's, that's right. true. So what do you think about this game? No Marco Rojas tonight. Uh, will that affect victory? Yes, big time. I how don't how think will they... it affect victory? Well, I, I think him and Truisi have actually started to get a good understanding. I think it's less likely that Barish is going to get the supply to enable him to score more goals or to get more opportunity to score. So I think he's a big loss. I didn't know that until you said that because I've been doing other things today and not doing the homework, clearly. I think Western Sydney Wanderers are perhaps the most dangerous team out of the top four of all the teams. I think they're ahead of Perth in terms of the Smokey. I I think they'll win because Rojas isn't playing. That's how important he is, I think, to victory. Western Sydney Wanderers promise a lot, and they look really good. But last week was their first win for a long time. I think there's only second win yeah, for the yeah, season. Yeah, second so, win for the season. So they're not a team that closes the deal. Mm. And that's the problem they've got. And that's why they've been linked to Berbatov and Keane. And, you know, they, they just don't have... And Sandlab's good, but Sandlab's... He's a Matty Simon, Absolutely. though, isn't he, really? He's a guy that comes on and, and does a wonderful job for them, but they don't have that goal-every-two-game type striker who's going to be there and bringing other people in with assists and all sorts of things. So that's the thing with West Sydney Wanderers. I think it's a huge blow Rojas not playing for victory mm. because, uh, you know, even when they're not been bossing the game, he's liable to on the break, get a goal. He's, he's very good at that. And I'm not sure whether Austin's going to be replacing Ben Kalfala or whether Ben Kalfala will, uh, will start. But he's going to be really, really important to that side. Ben Kalfala, if he's in the mood, he's one of the best players in the league. And I just get this sense that Muskie's not always happy with him. Maybe he's not the two-way player that Muskie's looking for all the time. So it'll be interesting to see if Austin's ready, whether he comes in or not for Ben Kalfala. Sometimes I think uh, Barish is a bit of a foil for Rojas because everyone thinks Barish is going to score, but then Rojas weaves his magic and, 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 and turns it on. So I think we will miss him. It's a big game for victory. I mean, they win. They get one point behind Melbourne City with a game in hand. Obviously, the Wellington game, which now with a new manager and stuff, suddenly doesn't seem like what, that the, the, three points. The, two, or two of the Fleetwood Mac We've got Buckingham and uh, Greenacre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yep, yep, it's, it's, it's a yep. co-coaching 
uh, set up there now. What was that? Uh, He's trying to think of the song. Green Acres is the place for me. Oh, right. No, that's, not a Fleetwood. Sing, that's not a Fleetwood Mac song. No, no I know. What was the what that's was the That's a Michael series? Bublé song, Mac. No. <laughs> the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, that's right. That's it, mm. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know. No, it was. So, uh, yeah, I think I like Vic- I've liked Victory. I've liked Victory since the derby. I think they've improved every week. I think Musket has got the team purring along. If he can just get Barisha, the sixth cylinder, you know, the turbo charge to really just hike them along. But no Marco Rojas, no Melbourne victory win. Wow. They've got a big chance tomorrow. I mean, if they win this game, they've obviously, as you said, they've got a game in hand. They're, they're on 14 points the at the moment. They'll be on 17. And then next week, it is the derby. And, uh, yeah, it'll be very, very interesting. Is this another six-pointer? Well, the, the derby, yeah, well, it could be. Well, the derby will be. Can, is Rojas out for a couple of weeks? Because that'd be good sure. for me as a City fan. No, they're, they're resting him for the derby, I reckon. <laughs> is that a good yeah. move, Carlos? You look worried when I said that. <laughs> no, he's the only player in the Melbourne victory team I respect. So, no, what, what, so let's, 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 let's talk about Marco Rojas a little bit more. I mean, there was, there was a bit of concern when, he, when they recruited him at the start of the year, then um, he'd obviously been over, overseas in Germany, hadn't had a lot of game time, but he's actually come back a better player, I think, yeah. than he was before oh. he, he left. What mm. gave me more confidence about him, you know, being a, a pretty good addition to victory was that he was in Germany at Stuttgart and he wasn't getting much of a go for a few years, but then he went off to Switzerland, I think he was with... Uh, Gre- uh, young boys or uh, was it Grasshoppers? Sion? Uh, I think it was, uh, anyway, um, look, I'll have to... I'd have to find out, but uh, he was with a Swiss club. Our research department will get onto it. Disappointing and, uh, research and had, department and actually, tonight. Actually, got a few games playing <laughs> Give them time. Uh, in a row there in in Switzerland. So um, I thought once I saw that that he's coming back, sort of match fit, ready to go. I think he's a. Le- mm. It's funny he was always lean, but he looks stronger at the core. Like he's shaving now. I reckon <laughs> it's a big, it's a big move. I reckon Beister could be fit for the next preseason. The way he's going, <laughs> no. don't you think? That, was a really interesting. I, I didn't think. I thought we were beyond that. You know, beyond what? Uh, the, the was it a thing, panic move, Carlos? Well, I, it may have been because recruiting doesn't matter how good you are. Recruiting a player who then needs who hadn't hadn't played in a while. You're recruiting it, recruiting them mid season or in the first first sort of ten weeks of the season. Then he needs six to eight weeks for to get match fit, and he's only on loan. For me, that was a. I'm not sure what they were thinking Tun, on that one there. FC Tun. There you go. Is that where? Um, yeah, what's his uh, name? Lubo. Uh, Lubo M- went. M- uh, Milicevic was captain there for a while. Yep. So, yeah. So I, I was surprised that they. He looks. A, he looks a decent player if the ball's near him. But if he's got to go and get the ball or be part of anything substantial over a long period of time, he just hasn't got the legs at the moment. It's a jet lag, Carlos. <laughs> yeah, no, he, d- he definitely doesn't look like it. What about Barisha? He he looks a bit out of form, doesn't he? I mean, he st- he scored he scored a number of goals. Of course, but um, as Warren says, he takes penalties as well, so they shouldn't necessarily be counted. But um, but but Barisha is off at the moment a little bit, isn't he? And uh, you know, all he needs is a maybe he need maybe he needs a, a, a big game tomorrow night just to yeah. you know just to get him going. Look, he's not as people. It's funny we had two hours after the victory game the other week, and uh, and you know you get people who who still think he's really valuable, and other people think he should be dropped. I mean, he does polarize people that way there. Uh, but I, I think he works really, really hard. I don't think there's anyone better that would, you know, that he could that he could take his spot if they're going to drop him. Because if you're going to bring someone in, they've actually mm. got to score goals. And I don't think there's anyone better off the bench to do that. So I think as while he's working hard, while he's showing a decent attitude, give him a chance to get back into the run of things. Because he's not prolific. I know that. 
but he still troubles defenders and he still uh, occupies uh, exactly. them. So I would, ne- I would never drop him. I mean, yeah. at the moment, I think well, I agree people with are, you. People are calling they for were. his head. Yeah, I think it's were. disgraceful. I think um, he's frustrated. Yeah, but he's, but I th- he he's, he still remains a very dangerous player, and you know sometimes he's been a little bit unlucky. Yeah, no, but 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 he is he is off a little bit. So now looking forward to tomorrow's game. Um, I really like um, you know Jumpe and um, Nico oh, Martinez. For Martinez the is the I think he's the the smoky. He's sort of the smoky for the player of the year. A bit like uh, last year's player Castro. of the year from Perth, Castro. But so it's, it's, we're just getting so much better mm. at pick at really identifying not the world greats, but those really good professionals. Greats, yeah, who obviously were on the cusp over there, but come here to either resurrect their career or regenerate their career or something like that. And we've seen it obviously with Colazzo, with Brandan, with Fornaroli. We've seen it with Broish when he came over over here. Barisha Castro, uh, we're getting some really good quality. And players who still want to win. That's the important thing. So Jumpe's, we've a lot. Jumpe's goal yeah. last week was Absolutely. sweet. He looks sharp, that well, guy. Well, those guys look like they're starting to find their groove a bit in, 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 you know, in the competition because they were playing really well, but, but they, were, they were, were just not scoring. And mm. now all of a sudden they've started to score. If, if Western Sydney Wanderers had that out-and-out striker, they, they would be. That's why they're going so hard after um, Robbie Ber- Berbatov, Berbatov and uh, Robbie yeah. Keane. So it'd be very interesting to see. Yeah, Berbatov... He wouldn't. He would not fit their system of play. He's not a two-way player, Berbatov, is he? Berbatov is is a player who picks mushrooms on the wing if he's not interested. <laughs> yes, right? and that's not a bloke who probably will play. Do. Yeah, if he's not interested, he's just picking mushrooms. He's planting his tomato plants. He's just writing letters yeah, home. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but someone like Robbie Keane probably be a bit more suited with his work ethic and stuff like that. More energy, Carlos. Uh, yeah, I would. I would be. I would be. Uh, Look, Robbie Keane doesn't have the green thumb that Berbatov's got. Okay, so uh, uh, I, I would I would think that if they're going to go for someone, they'll go for Robbie Keane, who's a more of a mobile bloke who who would adhere to a team pattern. But I can't imagine, I can't because Martinez Nico Martinez talks about how he's never been fitter, and he's been shocked by the intensity at training day in day out under Popovich. He, he wasn't even experiencing that overseas. That's good, good to hear. Can I just say the other one I reckon who isn't quite firing yet for Wanderers is. Uh, Mitch Nichols, he he's been missing yeah. goals that he'd normally get. Yeah, but he, but if Popovich wasn't happy, he'd be dropped yeah, right no, now. He's so a great obviously his his work rates there is just not falling for mm. him. Really looking forward to the Wanderers and Melbourne victory game tomorrow night at ten to eight. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with more of the final whistle on eleven sixteen SEN Melbourne's home of football. Thanks for joining us tonight on the final whistle. Melbourne victory, Melbourne City rather, and Sydney FC one all draw. Fernando Brandan scoring a beauty in the thirty first minute. Bobo got a contentious penalty in the eighty first minute and scored at ANZ Stadium in front of a, a crowd of fourteen thousand six hundred and sixty eight. Josh Brillante was uh, sent off in the seventy third minute after a second yellow, and some people saying Bobo should have been sent off mm. for an earlier studs up challenge, and then straight up straight after that went went on and scored a goal. So just uh, obviously before we wrap up tonight, uh, let's start with you, Warren. What are your final thoughts on the game tonight? Well, clearly the moral victory was Melbourne City. As we know, they'll move on next week. I think they'll be better. They found a player. They could have scored more. Good winning goal. I think it's all roses, chocolates. And tinsel. You sound like Arnie for when he, he's talking about uh, Sydney FC. The Melbourne City. They'll win the derby next mm. week. You can bank there on it. There you go. Looking forward to that. Uh, Vinny Venezuela, what do you make of it? Uh, you know, I don't care. Go victory. 
There you go. Victory tomorrow night up against uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. And, and Carlos, in about 20 seconds. Yeah, Melbourne City, moral victory. And it's not tinsel, it's mistletoe at this time oh, of yes. year. Oh, yes. Very good. So, uh, did I say Melbourne City? No, Sydney, Sydney FC, moral victory. Sorry, okay. 10 men. Uh, more shots of goal at home. Yeah, moral victory for them. Well, there you have it, as I said. One all tonight, uh, Melbourne City and Sydney FC. Was the proverbial six-pointer. It ended up being a... a a two-pointer <laughs> in the end. <laughs> That's it for this week's show. Thanks for your calls and thanks for your text messages and uh, really appreciate you listening. So remember, Cardalosh. Wherever Puerto Rican girls hang out. We're, we're there. there. Wherever you Samba, Rumba and La Bamba, we'll we're be there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls of their feet. We're, we're there. there. Wherever gringos play football. We're, we're there. there. We are the Fort Diego. Olé. Olé.